You are listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast where we break down concepts in software development in just a few seconds and discuss both technical and non-technical skills that will propel your journey as a developer. Ready, set, go. Here's your host, Susan. Hello there, you're welcome to this week's episode of Rewire with Susan. Today, I have some interesting people with me on the show, a lady and a gentleman. I chose to be quite melodramatic about introducing them because they are really amazing people and I am quite excited to have them here. With me on the podcast are Tolu Komalafe and Steven Sunday. Tolu is a software engineer at Carta. She has been in software development for about seven years now. She is an advocate of mentorship in helping accelerate growth and currently mentors professionally through formation.dev. She's also an advocate for diversity in tech, focusing on how women in tech can be better supported in her spare time. She does she does Krav Maga, watches soccer and loves to dance. Steven Sunday is an engineer at Ping Pong. He has worked at different companies in the United States and Nigeria as a senior software engineer and team lead. Apart from his love for computers, he really enjoys soccer. He considers himself a trained therapist. He is also interested in astronomy, reading, massage therapy, TV shows, and arguments about trivial things. Welcome, you guys. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you here today we'll be talking about something that a lot of people struggle with and is particularly a bigger struggle in tech and that is imposter syndrome i bet everyone listening has an idea of what this is about imposter syndrome is having a feeling of unworthiness or inadequacy about your achievements even when there is clear evidence of your success, it's like finding yourself at Meghan and Prince Harry's royal wedding and wondering how you got there and you keep looking over your shoulders to be sure some muscular man is not coming to drag you out. When was the first time um, that you felt like you had the imposter syndrome? <clears throat> I would say my very first day at um, Andela, and that was the right. camp. So right. picture this, um, about 100 people in a room. We are just about seven ladies. Mm. Uh, I was sitting like um, in this space where every other person around me were guys, and they were just speaking in all these tech terms that I had no idea. But, you know, oh, going to your um, terminal, um, do you have bash? What do you, I'm like, and I was just like, uh, what am on? I doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, like during the bootcamp, they will say, oh, they will pick like the top 20 people or something. I mean, about 100 people. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here, <laughs> but it doesn't look good. Do I? Mm-hmm. So that was, and that was just like maybe the um, two, um, I was into like the old um, thing right and i was already feeling that way you know and i was just like this doesn't look good so that was like the very first time when it right. comes to certain right. development i felt oh yeah right. i'm not i'm not supposed to be here yeah. 
I mean, I can totally relate with that because I remember my class too. Steven was in my bootcamp class and Steven and some other folks were always just showing off their tech skills and I always felt intimidated. I keep saying it up till now. Like if I was probably in a class with other people that had no clue about what coding was, maybe I wouldn't have had the imposter syndrome at least at that point. But then was the beginning of my own imposter syndrome. So Steven, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I want to say that I was in class with Susan and she was, <laughs> that way. I was the smartest people there. It's like what to do said really. It's the first day of bootcamp as well. It was it was it was crazy. I mean, yeah. of course, I already had the imposter syndrome even before I got there because mm. I had I had an idea what to expect, right? The meal, I remember there was a freeze in the meal that I still can't forget where they were like describing the bootcamp by the way, where whoever wrote the meal said something like this is not for the faint-hearted. Something like that. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, with what? That just makes <laughs> everything better. <laughs> exactly. And 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 so I had some imposter syndrome. But then if I had imposter syndrome before the bootcamp, that bootcamp day was just maybe it had gone to imposter disorder or something now. It was just something else. <laughs> because like there was all these really, really, really smart, smart people. Right. You know. And it was clear. It was not like people were pretending. You could tell that these guys were really, really, really smart, right? Um, and so that was like when I felt the most, I guess, I, I don't think I felt as much imposter syndrome as I felt during that period, right? So it was okay. it was a feeling like, you know, it was just a matter of time before I, before I was told that, oh, no, you're not really, you're not, you're not up to the standard, right? And then we had all these, all these tests, all, it was like, it was, it was crazy. Uh, it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the testing, the testing, the oh are like intense. Yeah, yeah that, that was a really, really, strange. and I think it makes sense, right? In 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 tech, particularly, um, because mostly you'd find that people go into tech because of the passion, right? Because you're passionate about building things mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And then when you get to work, when you get to merge that your passion and a, a real world experience, where you're mm. fixing real world problems mm-hmm. and people are paying for it. I guess that's there's a sense of um, being a fraud in that in that <laughs> sense where you, yeah you, you feel like um, I was yeah. just doing this for fun. But <laughs> <laughs> it turns, it turns out that now, like, like yeah. things are becoming real, right? Yeah, right. Things are right. becoming real, and so I guess right. I guess it makes sense that way. So yes, um, imposter syndrome is very real. I've had countless countless encounters with it, and I think it's still something that I still have to deal with every day. Mm. I guess we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and what you said just like also resonates with some of the things that were on my mind because I know that, you know, it, this is particularly common in the tech community. You have a lot of companies where at least when you're like five years or six years in, you're expected to have some form of mastery, so to speak. So you don't really get, you're quite confident about some of the things you know but in the field of technology where things are changing like in <laughs> in the space of how many hours or days you know you can't really say that you in fact when you're giving questions when you're giving answers to questions you're like well it depends you know you can't really say for certain that <laughs> something is the way it is and all thinking in that line i'm also wondering because you know it's a common thought that frequently attributing your achievements to luck is one of the signs that you have the imposter syndrome or you're exhibiting the imposter syndrome so what are some of the things that you think happen to you or keeps happening to you that makes you realize that maybe okay i'm not giving myself enough credits or maybe i have the imposter syndrome totally you're smiling i think 
you can relate to what I'm talking about. <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> let me just first say, luck definitely has something to do with it. You know, right. I feel like a lot of people always try to say, "Oh yeah, you got this because you actually worked that." Yeah, you actually worked that uh, hard, you know, to actually mm-hmm. get it. But there's also an element of luck. It just made you, you know, to probably be at the right place at the right time, and you no, know, just things just worked out for you. So right. the reason why I'm saying that is, I remember like how I started my social development journey. It all started with me seeing a tweet about um, Andela, right? right? And even before then, fine, I'd been trying to teach myself how to code, but mm-hmm. I was just not able to like connect. Everything I knew, you know, about coding, I could right. write like all these algorithms and all that. But how do I connect it to building real life applications, mm-hmm. building like a full full fledged application like Spotify, like Facebook, right? I just did not know. I had no idea. So learning about um, Andela, I feel was by luck, <laughs> and that really just accelerated my growth. You know, right. basically, I think. Um, you all know like the story. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. don't want to like. Say, yeah, but luck <laughs> definitely has to do with it. Now, right. I feel like every time I feel, I really don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I also look at the people around me. Like these people are smart. Do I think they are actually stupid, <laughs> and they are not able to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> you know. Right, right. And obviously, um, I've also been fortunate to work with uh, with people that are really good. They are great people, and they are always giving me feedback. You know, oh, this is what you're doing very well, man. How were you able to actually do this? You are impressed, you know, and giving me props for the things mm-hmm. I do well. So, <laughs> I like getting that feedback, getting yeah. that you no know, praise from people, and people just pointing out. Um, all the things that you are doing to bring, um, yeah. yeah, to add value, you know, right. to the team that actually helps, you know. Um, and I think um, also at some point there are some topics that you just begin to know more about, and maybe you are the you are the go-to person on your team, you know, for any right. particular topic that gives yeah. you that um, that confidence. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that okay, yeah. I actually know this topic. Other right. people are coming to me to actually learn about it, you know. And they keep coming back. It's not like mm-hmm. they come one time and maybe they found out, okay, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. But they keep coming back. So definitely right. I'm right. doing something well, you know. Right. So, Stephen, what, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that there are some signs that make you realize that you actually have the imposter syndrome like where do you catch yourself and be like okay i need to have confidence in myself that i really did this and i deserve the credit um so i, I guess moments where whenever you, it's like the attempt when you constantly have the feeling like you know you are the dumbest person in the room <laughs> right um mm-hmm. i guess that's one of those times when when you feel like okay um i mean I'm probably not the smartest person in the in the world, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> I probably have a, a thing or two to offer, right? And then those are moments where you realize that it's, it's the imposter syndrome. And then that's one. And then secondly, I think there is something that change does to, or not even change, like doing stuff that's outside of your comfort zone, right? right. Maybe like taking on a task that is larger than 
that, that you think is not um that i think is a lot more difficult than you would otherwise take on or um yes yeah, st- stuff mm-hmm. like that i think moments those moments are moments where you would have that imposter syndrome right, right. Those, those tendencies kick in right where you feel like okay i think this is the moment where mm-hmm. um everyone finds out that um that i'm not as as good and um and yeah i think you made a very interesting point there where um i guess if you feel like every other person is smarter than you right and 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 they haven't found out yet <laughs> then 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 it's either you're either not an imposter or or they are not as smart and yeah, you guys are all in the same right. in the same yes in right. Same issues, right right yeah, but, but on a serious note i think it's something that um you 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 get those trends when in more practical sense where mm-hmm. when you take on more responsibility or when anybody try to estimate stuff or you know when anybody want to join a new team there's always the feeling like okay these guys are probably really 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 smart guys <laughs> stuff like that those are moments right. where you have to where, where you'd have to just always sit back and be like okay i think that's that's just imposter right. syndrome speaking in and speaking and i think i need to remind myself that i am not as but i'm able to provide value right stuff cool. like that I, I totally agree with that. Um I think one of the things I I saw that um describes imposter syndrome is when you have a deeply flawed image about other people relative to yourself. And um some research has also shown that the imposter syndrome can express itself in a number of different ways. One it could be through the perfectionist. And what the perfectionist does is that they always feel like their work could be better. So they focus on their flaws rather than their strengths. And it, it could be through the experts even though they are highly skilled, they underestimate their expertise. It could be through the natural genius. They feel crushed when they don't succeed in goals that they've set for themselves or through the soloists and these ones love to work alone and they often reject receiving help from other people because they feel like their self-worth comes from their productivity so why do i have a strong feeling that this describes a, a number of us here <laughs> which ones <laughs> I don't know what do you, what what do you guys think about this different perceived um expressions of the imposter syndrome huh. If I would relate it to myself I don't mm. think I'm the soloist and I'm not the <laughs> um perfectionist right. and I think that's because at this point in my career I feel like oh I've been doing this for 7 years I've worked on different teams I've worked mm. with, um for different you no know, um firms and no one has come out to tell me you really <laughs> suck at your job you're not good so right. <laughs> at this point I feel like okay throw me into any problem it might take me some time to figure it mm-hmm. out but I will definitely figure Absolutely. it out so I think for me that's just like my driving force like I just joined a new team this year And even right. in those moments where I feel like I'm asking like stupid questions, I don't know anything where anything is in the codebase. Mm-hmm. One thing that is just always clear to me is, "Hey, you're going to figure it out, you know." Right. And right. you know, even from like everything I've heard from my colleagues, they're like, "Oh, you're doing like way way better like <laughs> I thought you were going to be doing at this point, you know, right. after joining the team." So, for me, it's really just that um I just I guess maybe I don't really fit any of what you explained but 
I always just think back to, to just look at every other thing that I've done well in the past that took me to this point. Right, right. And that's what I always fall back on. You know, that just keeps me going. That like, hey, you were able to do all these other things. You 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 solve that that complex problem one time, right, you know, for right. this company. And I, yeah, you still have the same brain. You can't do it now, you know. So mm. yeah. Cool. Um, that makes sense. Steven, what are your thoughts about those different expressions? I I, I kind of have a feeling that you're the soloist, but maybe you can <laughs> talk your way out of this. <laughs> to be honest, like, I, think that, um, I think that I am a bit of all of that. And, mm-hmm. I, and it's at different moments, right? There are times when some are expressed a lot more than others. Right. Um, there are times when I try to be a perfectionist right where there's a lot more focus on that you know making everything look perfect and there are times mm-hmm. when it feels as if and i think there's one you mentioned about the genius or something yes the natural genius the natural genius right i i think that's um that that comes into play when uh, after estimation for instance i think there are moments when you estimate that okay this task is going to take um <laughs> two hours right and then you get into it and then you realize that it's taking longer than that Right. right. I, I guess that's because you are, you are busy in everything of how, you know, your speed in accomplishing mm-hmm. that task amongst other things, right? Like it's, these are things that should come naturally to you. Right. Right. And, and then always, of course, there are times when you just feel like you just, you just need to do stuff without asking for help, no matter how mm-hmm. difficult it is, you feel like you're able to take on that task. So I think all of them come into play at different times. Some are expressed a lot more. Um, I would, I would relate more with the, with the natural genius and the soloists. For some reason, there are times when I just feel like some things should be should be more straightforward, right? And then you see that right. you're spending so much time on it, and you're like, ah, you, you, you feel me. And then other times when you are a little reluctant to ask for help, um, yeah, those are all things that affect you. Um, mm. I guess there are different ways to there are different ways to mitigate all of that, but I think we'll get to that. Yeah. I was I was actually going to say that I okay totally wanted to say something yeah I actually I actually wanted to um to say we miss one more which is people that overestimate how long it's gonna take them right. because they just think I really don't know this right, right. and then eventually they pull like I estimate one week and then I get it done in one day you know so right. I think There's I'm definitely too. like I do that a lot where right. if I feel oh I you don't know this very well. I don't overestimate, you know, mm-hmm. and then eventually I do it in like way less time. So that's yeah. an option. Yeah. And I actually think that um, as much as these different um, personalities are expressions of the imposter syndrome, it doesn't necessarily mean that if I am a perfectionist or if I am an expert, I have the imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it could express itself in form of that, but it doesn't mean like if I love to work alone for example or i'm more productive working alone that doesn't necessarily translate to me having like the imposter syndrome or anything so yeah moving on from that i'd like to talk about like how you know some people believe that one of the ways to overcome the syndrome is to talk about it and share your feelings with people because the more you don't talk about it the more it lingers so what do you guys think about this and are there other ways that you think that people can get over the imposter syndrome I think I'll let I'll let Steven go. First, <laughs> yeah, around. he was already smiling about it. I think he has found some yeah. ways. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I'm 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 really thinking about it. So basically, mm. sharing your experiences with others, right? I think 
I think yes, I can see how that helps. Um, it helped because I mean, when we started uh, this conversation, we talked about how there is this is something that is more common than than rare, especially right. amongst um, software engineers. And so, sharing will one expose you to more people who have these feelings, right? Which will mm-hmm. make you feel like you are in the right, you're in the right space. company, mm-hmm. right? You're in the right space, and then um, sharing also helps others who look up to you who are also facing these issues right um but how, how to sharing as a way of dealing with it i think can be important it can be important because you get to see other people mm-hmm. you get to you you get to see people that experience it in different ways and then you even see you yourself also see people that you respect or you look up to that mm-hmm. um that have imposter syndrome i think what some of, some of the things that for me personally uh, was a shocking realization was seeing many people that I I consider to be you know really smart mm-hmm. express some things that you would see as imposter syndrome even Albert Einstein who is one of the smartest person ever he has there's a popular statement of his that that clearly made it look like you know he was being over held in a higher esteem than, <laughs> than what he thought of himself or and what he thought of himself and and, and right. stuff like that and then there's there's a number of people from Michelle Obama to actors mm-hmm. and actresses mm-hmm. and people that are really excelling in the various fields right and i guess i'm able to see that because those people spoke about it they shared the, the you know so right. I, I think uh in similar ways especially if it's in a new team it's it makes sense to speak about that but um the other part of the question which is how can what other ways mm-hmm. i think one way that i found really effective is to stick to a growth mindset right i, I believe that there's two types of mindset there's a growth mindset and there's a fixed mindset the fixed mindset is one where you feel like you are you know i think that's the natural genius like you, like we discussed initially mm-hmm. where it's like you have this level of iq and then everything you do is based on your level of intelligence and smartness right. while right. the growth, growth mindset is a lot more about um how you are here today but you would continuously learn and improve and get better to get to where mm-hmm. you need to be right mm-hmm. and so having a growth mindset helps to um, helps with uh, with um, with the imposter syndrome because you always know you, you know that you are not um, what you lack today you you would make you'd up make up for it, for it right. right with a lot more learning and, mm-hmm. and, and and research right you keep on you continuously mm-hmm. learn you continuously improve and that's how you get smarter and that's how you get better that's how you excel that's how you achieve mastery right in a certain field I, I feel like mm-hmm. having a good mindset helps a lot in tackling imposter syndrome and then. I also believe that, to be honest, I believe that it is not something that is tackled. It's, it's not the imposter syndrome is not. It's not. Um, it's not. What? It's not malaria where you just take <laughs> some drug and then you are cured, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that it's something that you, you cure. I think it's something that you continuously fight mm. every day, right? It's, it's something that you always have to overcome. You always have to find ways to. Because to be honest, I think it can be helpful in giving us some reality reality check. Mm. Uh, there's we all have our goals and our career ambitions and everything and we all have people that we we compare ourselves to and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff and some of those things are not necessarily the best but they have ways of improving us and so a little bit of imposter syndrome goes a lot goes some way in helping us to want to get better right and having that good mindset puts everything in context we know that okay we are not there in any way shape or form and then we are not born this way we're not always going to be this way but we're always going to right. keep on improving and keep on learning and keep on Getting better. I think those are ways I, I, I found to be very, really practical in in fighting imposter syndrome. Oh, cool. Tell me, what are your thoughts about that? 
Oh, yeah, I definitely um, agree with, with everything Stephen said. You know, um, it's an opportunity for you to actually grow, to learn something you don't know before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually think, I feel like um, what Stephen said about it helping you stay grounded, I feel like that's when it's um, um, healthy, Right. Right. But most people tend to like take it in a different way where it just um, paralyzes them, you know, mm. and they just think, oh, I'm stupid, you know. And when you get into that um, space, you don't actually see the things you can do to actually um, make things um, better, you mm. know. So you are just stuck in this in this space where you just constantly um, keep on beating on yourself, you know, right. that, hey, I'm not good enough. And, I'm, and you know, mm-hmm. that just attracts other things, you know, that make things worse into your mm-hmm. life. So, but definitely the growth uh, mindset. And I think taking active steps, you know, to actually drive your own um, learning. You know, I think that's what a lot of people don't do enough of. Okay, you see this gap. Okay, so actually, I would kind of take a step back and just, okay, so learning, learning, but also making sure that you are actually learning things that will not make you burn out, you know, structuring your learning in a way that you're not trying to learn everything at the same time. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a React developer. I go to Twitter. A lot of tech people start talking about Vue.js and how (laughs) good it is. I have to go learn. Like, oh, no, you know. (laughs) Yes, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, because they know this thing uh-huh. and I don't know it, then no, no, that's not it. You just need to um, ask yourself questions. Hey, this particular skills right now in my role with the things I'm trying to do with the, with the, with the, with the space mm-hmm. or the, or my goals, basically, you know, where I'm planning to be. Do right. I need this thing? Do exactly. I need to know these mm-hmm. things? If the answer is yes, oh yes, I need to know these things. Okay, do I need to know it now? Do mm-hmm. I need to know it like in the next three months? Do I need to know in the next six months or in the next one year? That kind of gives you that space to kind of plan out how you learn right. and how you drive your learning. Right. Versus every day there's always every day there's something that you don't mm-hmm. know about, mm-hmm. of course, you know. And then you're trying to learn everything at the same time. No. So you have to actually um pace yourself but yes any gaps that you identify you know that you feel okay this is something i need to learn actually making an active plan you know to actually go learn it yeah i think that goes a long way yeah i i 100% agree with that um and i mean what you said made tons of sense when you talked about like the um the needs learning learning something on a need to know basis like there are things that you absolutely would love to to know but it's important to prioritize like okay do i need it right now or can i still learn it some other time because when you're also looking at some of the things that cause imposter syndrome you'll see that in some ways it's when you're focusing on things that are your flaws so to speak because if you are really paying attention to the things that you're really good at and strong at not to say like that you pretend that like those things don't exist but i mean it would also help you to understand that you could improve in those other areas that you're not strong when you realize that okay these are my strengths and i actually do really well here i know so i mean i think yeah that's that's really profound and so 
on to the more interesting stuff. So I'll start with Tolu. Tolu talked about <laughs> her interest in <laughs> Krav Maga. So I'd like to know like what made you get interested in Krav Maga because I, I didn't even know what that meant until today. I had to go and search. So <laughs> full disclosure. So yeah. <laughs> what, what made you get interested in it? Okay, so <laughs> what made me interested? I was trying to like learn self-defense because right. I'm quite like petite and okay. I discover like a lot of guys always want to take advantage of that. Right. You know? Yeah. Let me just, I'm locked and then she can get away or something. <laughs> even people, even, even my guy friends that are just doing like jokingly and yeah. that really annoys me, you know, that <laughs> just because I'm small. So I wanted to learn self-defense and I also wanted to get fit. Okay. So I was looking like for classes and then I found Krav Maga and that was like right. the first time I heard about Krav Maga. And what really interested me in Krav Maga is the is their um tenet basically. Their tenet is your attacker, you leave them not being able to stand up. So right. they can come after you again. Put them right. in the hospital. That's just the tenet <laughs> of Krav Maga. <laughs> And that was like, that was what interested me because a lot of people like, they just do self-defense to get away, right? But mm-hmm. they, but the attacker can still come after them. But this is not. You actually put them down. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, that's amazing. So yeah, that was what got me interested. Okay. That's interesting to know. Um, I also noticed that you, t- you, you mentioned something about dancing. So I was wondering, like, what kind of dance steps are you familiar with? Hey. See, eh, this pandemic has caused my life. <laughs> the hair at the beginning. I can't, go, yeah. I can't go out to dance anymore. But what oh. I do is like, see, almost every day, now that I'm um, working from home, right. right, it's it's great. I have my music playing and then I have a standing desk. So nice. sometimes when I decide to, to, to stand, and I have my music on, I just start dancing, you know. Yes. <laughs> and for me, I'm not particular about any steps. I just want to move my body. I just want to feel the music. Yeah, too, right? And, um, yeah, just, just, yeah, groove, <laughs> groove to cool. the music cool. and the beat. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool to know. So at least my listeners know a little bit more about you. That's interesting. Beyond just the software dev world. Steven. You claim to be okay. Let me not say claim. Let me let me be nice here. You consider wow. yourself. <laughs> you consider yourself a therapist. Um, I assume that's massage therapy, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so well, you know, there's no difference between claim to be and consider yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> no, she has to actually put that um, disclaimer. You All know. right, exactly. But you she know. does not confirm that. Please, that's hundred percent accurate. Know. So I was wondering, like, how often do you use this as a pickup line? Um, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, but really, on a more serious note, like, how did you get involved in therapy, massage therapy? It's just yeah, so just something I pick, so it's like this, right? I I considered that I think that was like last year, no, not last year. Okay. 2019, I figured that I spent so much time, a lot of time in front of my computer, right? Right. Um, working remotely at home. And I figured mm. that I have all these other things that, I, that I'm that i passionate about, right? And I had some fairly flexible hours I could mm-hmm. spend some other time um, practicing those things I'm passionate about for, for many reasons. One of them was just to spend less time in front of the computer. 
Another one was to be able to have a better work-life balance. Right, right. And and also, I felt like that balance will that balance will also help me in in um, in being more productive as at work. Right. Mm. So once I do those things that I'm passionate about, and so I just started to list out some of the things that <laughs> I felt I was interested in, and and that happens therapy, to be. Yeah, mm. I mean, that's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, how did I get there? Get on your list. There has you know, to be something. You know, you know exactly. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so it's, yeah, so like it's, so it's the trigger. Friend telling you, oh yeah, your hands feel like <laughs> you're going to massage. Oh okay. what? I don't know. What is it? This is this is a PG. <laughs> this is a PG show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's probably, there's, there's probably that I don't know, <laughs> but. But yeah, I felt I've gotten uh, a few massages before, and and um, I guess I liked the. It was. I mean, it's a really. You can relaxing say it. Environment. You can say it. You liked the. <laughs> you were going to say something. Environment. That's what I was going to say. What? Susan. <laughs> we need to environment. <laughs> Wait, the environment or the experience? So no, all of them. All of them. So, so the massage is not just about. You could open like a massage parlor without it being. A yeah. No. No. Yeah. Right? Actually, so the ma- no, the massage is not just about 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 the touch. It's like one of mm. the things, right? And then it's just the ambience, the feel, right? So, so it was right. that I, I liked that that environment. And secondly, I felt I feel like physical touch is one of my what love languages. Love language. uh, yes, I think. So oh, that makes sense my, now. I think that actually yeah, makes more sense. Yeah. 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 And I think so, that should have been your first reason, actually. I mean, I could have just come out and could have just said that. Money high instead of the other way around. You feel me? Right. Okay. And so, and so, so yeah, so I decided to go and get trained. So I I went to massage school and oh, that's cool. I spent about four months. Oh wow! And Interesting. Yeah. Why so, is that? Is that in Nigeria? Yeah, yeah, yeah in Lagos. Oh, cool. Cool. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah. I have a so question, though, Stephen. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Are you planning to relocate anytime soon, and maybe particularly to Canada? Because I have vacancy for boyfriend. <laughs> Just the fact that you can do massage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Canada is Canada is too cold. See, it's you have really? a, you you have a free offer to be in Canada right now, <laughs> Stephen. So I know I, I would grab it with both hands. I put under under consideration, serious consideration, but. <laughs> I'm interested in Toulouse self-defense <laughs> because I have a list of people that I would like to put in the hospital, like you mentioned. I would say, wait, I would like, nice, wait, wait, nice wait, comeback. No, you, nice you comeback. Like to put them in the hospital. <laughs> I love yes. to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my I mean, popcorn, I, please. I, I <laughs> okay, but you can you, you can only do that to people who attack you. It's an active um, attack. Like, What if you don't attack me actively, but I feel attacked? No. I feel like, why are you... <laughs> Why are you living? Why are you living that review? Oh my, my goodness! Food? <laughs> oh my I spent so much time writing that food right now, and you're telling me that. Okay, <laughs> I think you will benefit more from um, mindfulness and um, meditation in this case right. than learning self-defense. So peaceful. <laughs> it looks like yeah, you're all yeah. out for violence. Sometimes easy does it. Violence. <laughs> violence. <laughs> Uh, so the the lens are giving me that uh, you know looks good to me on my pull request. Oh yeah, so um, I had a thought when okay. Stephen mentioned work-life balance, mm. and I think work-life balance actually helps to deal with you feeling you're not good enough at your job. Because if all your life is your job, 
<laughs> then um, you feel you're not doing sense. well at, yeah. at your job, then that just infects every other area of your life. Yeah. When you have a good work-life balance, you're doing other things outside of work and you're doing great, you know, with other things that you're doing outside of work, you're not going to feel the effect of, oh, I made you want to feed, um error at work, you know, mm-hmm. or I didn't really get this done at work. That won't really affect you that much because you just like it. You you'll be in a um, mental space to actually deal with right. that well because you're actually doing well in other um, areas of your life. Right. I, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally I feel that, and and I also think that it also that imposter syndrome, like lack of work work life balance, can be caused by a need to over just to you know to buttress your points you need to overcompensate. So you feel like you're not really doing enough. So you always want to spend so much time, mm-hmm. you know, putting in, providing value and everything. And yeah. you find that sometimes detaching can be even more helpful, more helpful. to mm-hmm. improving your productivity to just, yes, you know, you're able to put things in a perspective, right? When you don't spend all the time working, right? And then right. you think about how, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So, um, most people that listen to this podcast are people that want to be like you guys. You were very well achieved um, software developers, seniors, team leads, you know, software architects. Um, so I'd like you guys to give um, one word of advice, whatever last words that you have for people that, you know, struggle with imposter syndrome or any other thing that is common among newbies in tech. I would say um, you're not the first feeling this. You're definitely not going to be the last, but you can actually um, mitigate it, right? You can right. control it. And at every point in time, you have to renew your tools, you know, update. Yeah, update is the right word. Your tools so you can actually deal with it at, at every point in time where you experience it because you will continually experience it at different points. The second thing I would say is um, own your learning, right? Uh, be an active learner and drive your learning. Nobody's going to hand you things like um, on a platter of gold. Right. And the third thing is get a mentor or a coach. Very, very important. <laughs> get a mentor um, I can testify to how they actually help you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you're actually feeling like oh, you don't know anything, you know, you are getting into this space. Just having someone like a mentor that would actually guide you through mm-hmm. or a coach. So a coach, um, when you're actually trying to, to, um, to bridge that knowledge gap, a coach right. is very important, but a mentor is also important when you're dealing with, you know, dealing with these feelings of, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. What do I need to do? I, I don't even know what I'm in this space. Is it the right career for me? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a mentor, it's actually very <laughs> important, you know. Amazing. Thank you, Tolu. Steven, last words. Um, I would say take it easy on yourself. Mm. Um, you're probably not the smartest person. And what you don't know, you can learn. Always have that growth mindset. Know that you can always improve. Nothing at your own pace. And then um, learn some Krav Maga as well. That nice touch. That makes you feel more badass than oh, you can. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Cool, cool. You guys, like, I can't express how excited and how happy I am to have had you on here. I really appreciate you taking out time to join me and share your experience and your thoughts and everything. And I just wish you guys all the best. And yeah, I hope to see you some time soon, hopefully. <laughs> don't worry yeah I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> you're in toronto you're just like well, i'm 40 minutes away from yes yes, so definitely yes. but yeah thank thanks for um, having me and of course for your um listeners i'm always happy to answer questions you know for, sure. for aspiring software developers you can find me on linkedin totally love my common affair but please don't drop don't don't just drop hello Steven, do you want to send, like, do you want to um, drop something to listeners to be able to reach you? Or, like, um, yeah. Yeah, you can reach me via LinkedIn. I think you will drop a link, right, Susan? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, true. Yeah, so LinkedIn Makes as well. Sense. You can just reach out, ask any question on software engineering or. And, therapy. and therapy yeah i knew you were going to mention that totally makes yeah, sense <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much guys and here we are guys we have come to the end of this season i want to thank everyone that has made this season a success all guests and listeners it's such an honor to share with you here don't forget to drop a review on the podcast platforms you may be listening on and share with your friends and tech or looking to get into the tech space until I see you again in the next season. Learn some Krav Maga. Take some massage classes. Peace. Head over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes. Remember to subscribe to your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show. If you have questions, rants, or suggestions, send an email to hello at rewirewithsusan.com or DM at Sue Hastings on Twitter. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon.